This message was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire, a contemporary Christian church in the north of England. Learn more at lifelanks.org. This last uh, couple of weeks we've been in a series, Giving Up, and we've been thinking about what it is to give things up. You know, um, it's Lent, and some people celebrate Lent, some people give up chocolate for Lent and then binge out on chocolate on Easter eggs over the Easter weekend. But some people give up different things for Lent. But we've been thinking about how good it would be if there are some things we give up not just for 40 days, but forever. We're giving them up altogether and say, I've finished with that. I'm moving forward. That's not going to be me anymore. So we looked at the first week about giving up control. For many of us, there are times when we like to be in control. You might not admit to it, but probably most of us are guilty of that at some times. So giving up control and letting God be in control. Week two was about giving up expectations, what other people expect of us or what, or what uh, we expect of ourselves sometimes and just give, making a commitment to God. Then we talked about uh, last week about giving up status. It's not about who we are in the sense of that we can be in control of something or that we can have some sort of a level of authority. It's not about us. It's about him and it's about serving other people. And then today we're going to talk about giving up approval. You know, we can spend our lives looking for approval. We can look for people to agree with us. We can look for people to say, you're doing a great job. You're doing really well. I think highly of you. But when it comes down to it, what matters more is not what people think about us or what people say about us. It's what God knows about us and who God knows we are. And because of God, we can be something special in Him. So I love that idea. It's not about what other people say. It's about what God says, what God thinks, not just what others say. Someone, Horace Greeley, made this, said, made this statement. Fame is a vapor, popularity an accident, and riches take wings. Only one thing endures, and that is character. And just think about that quote for a moment. Those other things, fame and popularity and, and, and riches, um, often we're not in control of, but we are in control of our character. We can decide to be the right kind of people. We can decide to do the right thing. We can decide to live according to God's laws, not about our own convenience. There's a huge difference in living for the approval of people than living for the approval of God, the approval of the one, not just the approval of anybody. Just think about that quote. So let's make no mistake. Approval is not the same as significance and value. Because God values us. We can be significant. We can live significant lives for God. Whether we seek approval of people or we don't, we can have that in God. There is a better way than to look for approval. We can put our faith and our trust in God's unconditional and unending grace and love. That's a better way to live. Living for God rather than living for ourselves. Living for His approval rather than to live for the approval of others. That might be fickle, that might come and that might go, but when we trust God, then it's so different. You know, you can be well-liked and well-approved. You think about football managers, you know, they can be the greatest thing since sliced bread, but a couple of defeats and everybody wants to get rid of them. 
I speak as a Sunderland supporter and I fully understand the pain of all of that. Six different managers in seven years. So you can be, have the approval and then it can go exactly the other way. But it's not about the approval of people. It's about the approval of God and living lives that please God, not to please anybody else. The Bible says, Proverbs 27, 21, says this. Fire tests the approval, sorry, fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but a person is tested by being praised. Now that's an interesting thought because sometimes we think we are tested when people criticize us. When we have disappointments, when things don't go for us, things seem to conspire against us. But actually, the Bible says the greatest test is when we are praised. I love the way uh, another translation puts it like this. The crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold and a man is tested by the praise accorded to him. Just think about that, the crucible for silver. Intense heat to take out the impurities of the silver. The furnace, again, intense heat to get rid of the impurities in gold. And sometimes that kind of testing, being praised, seeking, having great approval of people, can be a greater test of our character than actually when things go against us. So let's not actually believe everything people say about us. You're probably not as bad as some people say about you, and you're probably not as good as some others say about you. Somewhere in the middle, for all of us, is probably somewhere near the truth. But whatever we think about what others say, we want to live for the approval of the one. We want to live for the approval of God. I'm living for the words Matthew 25, that I believe I'll hear one day when I stand before God. And these words are the greatest words ever. Well done, good and faithful servant. How wonderful would it be to hear that God's approval. Well done, good and faithful servant. And again, I'm not good because of what I've done. I'm good because of what God has done for me and God is doing in me. I'm not the finished article, but God is still at work in me. I am good because of God's goodness, not my righteousness, not self-righteousness, but his righteousness, which I've taken on because of what Jesus did for me on the cross. Good and faithful. Faithfulness is always a choice. You can choose to be faithful or unfaithful. And so I decided I'm going to be faithful and serve God for the rest of my life. So I can hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. So no matter what people might say about me now or say about me in the future, the reality of it is one day I'm looking forward to hearing those words. And if you put your trust in God, you can be assured that you'll hear those words when we stand before God. God won't look at the things that are wrong that we've done. God won't hold anything against us. God doesn't carry any grudges. If we ask for forgiveness, we are forgiven totally unconditionally. And when God looks at us, he sees our goodness because of his son and because of our faithfulness to him we can hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. A choice we can make to be good, to be faithful. You know, it's way better than being liked to be accepted by God. 
Now, you might be spending time, I wish people would like me more. I wish people would kind of accept me into their group. I wish I could kind of somehow break into that sort of little grouping or that clique or whatever. Whether you can or whether you can't, and I think church needs to be very open, so we're drawing people in, and we're so glad to see you this morning. If you're visiting, we're glad you came, and we'd love you to keep coming and love you to be part of this family. But you know, the biggest thing is that whether... Whoever, whatever anyone else says, you can be accepted into God's family. You can be approved by God. How wonderful is that? The highest authority, the greatest level of approval is to be approved by God. And that's something that is available to us. So I'm thinking, the final part of giving up, are there things that you're still holding on to, that I'm still holding on to, that we need to let go of? It might be the things we've mentioned, but there could be other things that are, that are controlling, that are dominating your life, that are, are stopping you moving forward. And you kind of know that perhaps God's speaking to you and saying, I need to deal with it. I need to do something about that. Well, let's not l- leave it any longer. Let's say, God, I'm going to let that go. I'm going to give that up. I re- believe that people can be helped this morning. I believe that some release can come to people, that you can be, God can help you, give you the strength to let that thing go, that maybe that life-controlling habit or that bad, that bad attitude or, or, or that situation that kind of just you're struggling with, you kind of seem to get anywhere with. Let it go. It's time for, to give it up. It's time to let it go and see what God can do. God can do far more than we can imagine. God can do more with your life and my life than I could ever hope to achieve on my own. How good is that? How crazy it would be to try and sort everything out for myself when God's there with the ultimate authority who can help me, who can lead me, who can direct me, who can help me to be, live a significant life. Whether we're popular, whether we're approved or not, as far as God is concerned, we can be significant and live significant lives for Him. You know, this morning we've got the baptisms. I, I, I say it every time, but I'm going to say it again. These are my favorite times. To have a baptism is wonderful. To see people following Jesus, taking that uh, step, saying, God, thank you that I'm approved by you. Thank you that I'm accepted f- from, uh, by you. From this moment, I've decided I'm going to live for you. How wonderful is that? I love to see people doing that. And so we say, well done, you guys. For, for doing that this morning. We're going to cheer them on, aren't we? Yeah. We're, going to, we're right behind you. We're going to, let's not have a golf club ca- uh, clap, but we're clapping. <laughs> Wonderful. But you know, I, I wonder, when you look at people being baptized, there's a fair question that we can ask ourselves. How am I doing? How's my following going? These people are taking the step of following Jesus. It's, it's, a, it's a commandment in the Bible to believe and to be baptized. They've made that decision. But they're following Jesus. And I've got to think, well, how's my following going? Am I as devoted as I was on the day I was baptized? Am I still committed as I ever was? Well, let, let, let's put it right this morning. Let's make a decision. I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. I'm going to give it everything I possibly can to follow him, to serve him, and to be true to him. Great opportunity to make that decision. Are we still living for his approval or are we looking for the approval of those around us? 
I want to read to you from um, Matthew chapter 21. Today is Palm Sunday. It's the week leading up to Easter. Looking forward to a great Easter weekend. We're going to pack this place out. We're going to get some extra chairs in. We're going to expect a a real good turnout. Let's, Let's come and let's bring our friends for that. But you know, the lead up to Easter, the Sunday before Easter was called Palm Sunday. And you know why it's called Palm Sunday, the way of palms. That, that, brilliant, that, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant, maybe. So let's read the story. <laughs> let's read the story of part of the first Palm Sunday in Matthew 21. Thinking about this idea of approval. Jesus had the approval of the crowd on Palm Sunday. But very quickly after that, just in just a matter of days, the approval of the crowd turned to people shouting, crucify him. How fickle were the crowd on that day. Matthew 21, as Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with his colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, just say, the Lord needs them. And he will immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, Tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garment over the colt and he sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him and others cut branches from the trees to spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession. The people all around were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this, they asked. The crowds replied, it's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth. Giving up approval. Jesus had the approval of the crowd. On Palm Sunday, everybody was delighted to see him. As far as they were concerned, he was the king who was coming to liberate them. Just imagine they were under Roman occupation. They were not able to choose their own government. They were not able to do what they wanted to do. They were under the thumb of the Roman Empire. And the people were desperate for liberation. And they put their focus on this one man, Jesus from Nazareth. So as he comes into Jerusalem, the crowd go absolutely crazy. Incredible enthusiasm, really getting excited about this king is coming to liberate us. So they were putting sort of political hope on him. They were putting like that liberation on him. But Jesus was not that kind of king that was coming to liberate them. Yes, he was coming to save them. Yes, he was coming to rescue them. But not from the domination of the Roman rule, but from their sins. He was coming to make a difference. And he still is coming. He's still here today to release us and to bring forgiveness that we can see for that. But he enters the Jerusalem as a king. And they they wave the palm branches. If it was today and the queen was in town, we'd perhaps be waving the union flag, really welcoming this coming king. And it was normal because there were three 
three particular uh, festivals that the Jews were supposed to get to Jerusalem to celebrate if they possibly could. One of them was Passover. And Passover was just a few days after this. And they were coming to celebrate this feast of Passover. And it was quite normal for the people to shout praises to welcome the pilgrims into the city of Jerusalem. Some translations put it this way, Hosanna. The people were shouting, Hosanna, or blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, or help us, or or save us. They were not just welcoming him, but it was kind of more to it than that. They were looking to him to be their liberator. They were waving those palm branches. They were getting excited, and they were welcoming a king. It still happens today. I've been amazed over this last week that 20,000 people would queue up for hours in Leicester to walk past a coffin with a few bones in of the king who died 500 years ago. Interesting that not many from Lancashire, because it was a team from Lancashire that that beat that guy, but there was 20,000 people who walked past this coffin. Interesting that people would do that of a king who'd long been dead. Let me tell you, the king who walked in Jerusalem died a few days later, but he's alive today. And we've got enough to get excited about what God has done and always does for us because he still is very much alive and he still is our saviour. Praise God for the son of David. Blessing on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. He had a welcome fit for a king and he was very much the king, but not the kind of king they thought he would be. You know, the big question of Easter is, who is this guy, Jesus? The significance of his death, a terrible death, his incredible resurrection, and his ascension to be with the Father. The, The big question is, who is this Jesus? For them, he was a king. For some, he was a prophet. He was evoking memories in the Old Testament when Zechariah said, your king will come on a donkey. A king should have come on a horse. He should have been a triumphant on a horse, but Jesus completely flipped it and he walked into Jerusalem in humility because he didn't come to conquer the nation at that time. He didn't come to throw out the Roman rulers, but he came in obedience to his father. He wasn't looking for the approval of the crowd, although m- many times he had the approval of the crowd. Many times as well, he separated himself and had time for the one, and he still does today. Many times he separated himself and he had time to be with his father. And that's an example to us all. He didn't come for that kind of approval, but he came to do the will of his father. The disciples saw the crowd honoring Jesus, but they didn't understand the true significance of what was happening until days later when Jesus rose again. We can see the full picture We see Palm Sunday and then we see Easter not as a defeat but as a victory. We see Palm Sunday, Jesus knew what he was going to go through. He knew that when he went to Jerusalem, he would come against great opposition. He knew when he came to Jerusalem what his fate would be. He knew that he would be taken. He knew that he would be crucified. But he still went just the same. Incredible. The The Bible tells us that he that he decided to go 
anyway. He set his face as a flint towards Jerusalem. In other words, he decided, I'm going to go for this. I know what God's called me to do, and I'm going to certainly do that, no matter what my, anyone else say, says about me. Jesus gave up the approval of the crowd to do his will of his Father. And you know, bottom line this morning, when it comes down to it, those people that are being baptized, great that you're here, great that they're supporting them, great that we cheer them on, but you know, really, it's between them and God. And they're doing that because God has told them to do that. They believe that's an obedient step. Following Jesus, they're going to do that. They're going to make that step because that's what really matters. Jesus had time for the crowd. He had time for the one. But you know, this morning, there's great joy in heaven, not just here on earth, but also in heaven when we see these people following Jesus in this act of water baptism. It's absolutely amazing that they would do that this morning. I just love the fact that we can be enthusiastic about what God's done. You know, not just on a Palm Sunday, which is what it is, but all the time. Because when we think that Jesus knew what he was going to face, but went anyway. Jesus knew the shame and the, 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 the punishment and the, the pain and, and the struggle and the difficulty, but he, he went anyway. He just continued to go forward to do that. Palm Sunday, the crowd was enthusiastic. We can be as enthusiastic. But the big question is, who is this Jesus? Is he a king? Is he a prophet? Is he the Son of God? Is he your Savior? Because the opportunity, the invitation to us all this morning is to put our trust and our faith in God. We might seek to find approval of people, but you know, God wants, to, wants us to just look to his, for his approval. And it's wonderful that we don't have to improve ourselves. We don't have to change. We don't, we don't have to get better so that God will be acceptable to God because God takes us exactly as we are. God's ready to receive us as we are. When we're ready to say, God, I'm sorry for what I've done. God, I'm, I'm ready to make a change. God, God, I'm ready to turn around. Then God will receive us for who we are and give us the ability to change and to become more like him. We are forgiven. No questions asked about it. Popularity can distract us. Approval is not a measure of significance. And we can exchange looking for approval of others to accepting the approval and the acceptance of God. What a difference that is. You know, we can spend our lives concerned about what people might think about us. But the reality of it is, it's not what people think about us or say about us. It's what God says. And when God looks at you, he sees someone who's forgiven. When God looks at you, he sees someone who wants to live for God, wants to, wants to do the best for God. And you might be here this morning and, and you've never actually put your trust in God and think, well, I'll never be good enough. I'll, I'll never get to that point where God, I'll be good enough for God to accept me, to approve me. Let, let me tell you, many of us have been in the same position, but we put our trust in God and we found that God receives us and accepts us just as we are. It's not what people say about us. It's who God says we are. Sometimes we think, well, what I've been through, the challenges, the difficulties, how could I ever be acceptable to God? I read this quote this week. We need to stop making what people did to us 
bigger than what Jesus did for us. And sometimes things that have happened in our lives have become a battle, have become a barrier, become a a problem, become a difficulty. But you know, what Jesus did for us is bigger than all of that. So we know we can have that acceptance. We can have that free freedom from our sins, freedom to live for God. Giving up. What are you ready to give up this morning? Giving up control, giving up expectations of others' place on you, giving up status, giving up looking for the approval of others. Because when we let things go, we give God the opportunity to move into our lives. I read a, a scripture a couple of weeks ago which says this about control. Anyone, Jesus said, anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat, I am. And it's a big deal to get to the point where we give up what God's done. We, we give up trying to win approval. We give up trying to sort out our lives. We give up trying to make a way when we accept that God can actually be in control and he can give us the best possible that we possibly can for our lives. I want you to think about this this morning. Say, I'm ready to give up all of these things and give it all to God and just see what God can do with my life, my life because when we put our trust in him, as these people are doing who have been baptized today, we can see an incredible life open in front of us because God has the best plan for you. God has the best for you, and he can help us with all of that. Let's not stay in control. Let's give it to God. Discover more about us at lifelanks.org and stay inspired by subscribing to the podcast via iTunes. Thanks for listening.